What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, soul and body coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, fantastic, magical, incredibly potent world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. I am your host, Keisha Clark. I am a soul and body coach and intuitive living is my thing. Uh, so I have the joy and the privilege and the pleasure and the absolute delight of teaching people how to savvy their intuition and let it be their superpower. And that totally works with how we play here on Aligning Divine because this show and these conversations are all about exploring the ways to have the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And how does it get much awesomer than that? <laughs> so um, what the heck is that really about? Well, there's a lot of us on the planet right now, and we came to play a little differently than the norm or the conventional for, you know, this particular part in our collective story on the planet Earth playground. And part of what I noticed some time ago that uh, we have in common is that the linear processing thing just doesn't really work for us. And we create in a really different way than what is the, the norm here on the planet right now or what appears to be the norm uh, that is in the process of changing. And we are part of what is bringing that change about. So that's who, and that's who I get to play with. And then how we get to play is we get to talk to all things energy. We get to be the magic. We get to bring that to the forefront of who we are and how we function and without apology and without uh, trying to constrain ourselves into making it look safe or like the other people look or <laughs> like it's something what most people's normal might be or what many people's normal might be, our normal is different. And isn't it interesting that we're here in the middle of, well, kind of in the middle of the year 2020 uh, at the airing of this live show, and we're right smack dab in this adventure that is really all about uh, getting to a whole new normal. So how interesting that uh, there are some themes going on here. And that is just one of the many things I love to play with uh, here on this Planet Earth Playground. This show is another thing I truly, dearly, deeply love playing with and playing with you guys uh, with. And so if it is your first time finding us, thank you so much for stopping by. And if it is not your first time, but you're coming back for more, oh my goodness, thank you so much for coming back to play. And in either case, I sincerely hope you, you do know this, and if you don't, I'm about to tell you, that uh, you are a gigantic contribution to these conversations, no matter when or where or how you're finding me and finding this show and finding this network. Um, you are a part of these conversations, and your contribution is greatly appreciated by me by this show and by the people that I get to play with on this network as well because we love when you come to play, however you come to play. And how cool is it that you can come to play with us on pretty much any podcast platform around the globe. 
So if it's more fun for you to be on iHeartRadio or Stitcher or Spreaker or Spotify or Deezer or YouTube, hey, you know what? We got you. <laughs> so you can just find your favorite Inspired Choices Network show on those platforms, and you can have your little reminders either through that platform or from us each week when our shows are going live because this is a little different about us. We actually air the the show's live stream, and then the podcast lives forever and ever in podcast universe. So you you, you don't you know you can you can play with us whenever and however it works for you. And if you ever want to come on to one of the live shows, I enthusiastically invite you <laughs> to come play on the live shows. Uh, it's a pr- beautiful opportunity for some facilitation if you desire to bring that onto the air. Um, But you can also bring it into the chat room if you don't want to talk out loud on air. And you can receive some uh, facilitation and just some fun playing with other cool peeps that way. So we've got choices for you, all kinds of cool stuff to play with. If you want to come play with us directly, it's inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. And if you want to play with us on your favorite podcast, just look it up. And this week we are, I feel like this is a little bit of a continuation, but we might have, we might, it might just be another segue, but the last few weeks we've been exploring some, I think, some pretty cool stuff. We've had some fun shows. Um, So we've talked about wizardry, we've talked about um, intuition, as in, uh, uncountering our intuition, and we've talked about the ego, as in unpacking our ego. That was last week's conversation. Um, and our wizardry was, of course, with words, because you know you can totally be a wizard if you are willing to let your words really work for you and use the words that work for you. It's quite fascinating um, that that intuition was something. Um, we typically learn to counter. (laughs) So that particular episode was really an invitation for us to start shifting that. And then last week as we explored the ego, we were looking at um, one of the things in particular that I love to play with being the etymology of words or, well, etymology does deal with words. (laughs) So uh, etymology is fun for me. And uh, in last week's episode, we we were playing with ego, looking at essentially, like to begin with, the Latin interpretation of ego is I, as in first person. So how cool is that? And that uh, invited us to go play down some really cool uh, pathways. And it's, in a sense, this week's conversation is a um, a pickup from last week's because I can totally see where we're going we're gonna to have some tie-ins. So I... I preface all of this with that. And what are we talking about this week, Keisha? We're talking about archetypes and alchemy. So, yeah, we've talked about these cool things, this wizardry, this intuition stuff, this ego thing, which, of course, what if it's not what you were taught that it was supposed to be or not what you think it had to be? Um, You can check out those podcasts if you want to, and if you haven't already. Um, So not only are they kind of fun to say together, these two words, (laughs) if you hybrid them, it's archimy, (laughs) but archetypes and alchemy (laughs) is what this week's adventure is going to be. And yes, they are fun words to say together. I like the onomatopoeia effect of that. 
And they also complement each other quite nicely in the way that they sort of land in my universe, and that's what I really wanted to share in this week's episode. So if you're wondering how the heck that is or what the heck that is, then just hang out with me for this next, oh, 55-ish minutes or so, and we will definitely be exploring that. And we're going to start doing that right now, of course. So if you know anything about me, you know I love to play with the energy of words. So what do we do? It's sort of becoming our standard protocol here. We start each episode looking at the energy of some of the key words we're going to be playing with, looking at the essence, because you know, we're talking about lining up with our essence. And sometimes, well, pretty much all the time, I find that it's just nice to know that essence of the words, that essential energy of the words we're using, hence that conversation a few weeks ago about the wizardry of words. So, of course, if you go to the online etymology dictionary, and you look up the word archetype, I think it's pretty cool because essentially, I won't redo the whole thing, but essentially it's about first form, the original pattern from which copies are made. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Yeah, it's like if you will just suspend all the stories of what it means, and if you get to the essential part of it, it's, for the essential application, it is first form, original pattern from which copies are made. And of course, we could say something really fun like, that would be each of us, right? <laughs> each of us is an original. So, however, in today's conversation, we are going to just make a little, make a little mental note of that. Um, you have probably heard at at least at some point, you it, you know, we're not going to do a pop quiz, you, you might not recall, but you might have heard about archetypes in relationship to Carl Jung's work, uh, the Jungian psychology uh, sort of philosophy and system and methods and the body of work. Um, Jung brought his focus to 12 essential archetypes, 12, like a, a group of 12, um, and his approach using archetypes really had to do with personality, looking at understanding personality. Um, So that was kind of where that was born out of. And he's done some pretty, it it is pretty amazing, and it has some really pertinent application. Um, This is not really a conversation specifically about those, but we are going to use Jung's model uh, to play with some ideas today and some information. So if we also go back to the online etymology dictionary and we look up the word alchemy, I think this is kind of fun. Um, essentially, in it's it's referring to medieval chemistry. It is I love this that this is in here the supposed science of transmutation of base metals into silver or gold. Um, there was also within this sort of a quest for what was called the universal solvent, and that caught my eye. Um, because I just was like, what is that? So when I, of course, checked into what is the universal solvent, um, I found it very interesting, and we're going to go into that in a short little bit. So archetypes, the original form, the original from which copies are made, and alchemy, essentially that transmutation. Now, as it applies to medieval chemistry, we're talking about metallurgy, metallurgy. That's an interesting word to say. Um, and they're over our, you know, 
our centuries, we've played with applying that in a, um, oh, what is that phrase? Oh, gosh. Applying it in a, I guess you could call a philosophical sense, to our life journey and our experiences in our life. And uh, one of the um, titles that probably comes to mind for most of us, I believe it was called The Alchemist. Um, and, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm going to do his name justice. Paolo Coelho. Please pardon the pronunciation for that. Um, Very popular book. You might have uh, played with that book yourself. So we've gotten this interesting kind of way that we're playing with the energy of alchemy. And we're going to play with the energy of archetypes um, to get to some more interesting things about alchemy. And and for me, when this topic first showed up or waved at me, it just when I said those two words together, it was like, oh, wow, yeah. Um, so then in doing a little bit of the prep for today's conversation, it it's what's always so cool to me about, this is just a fun side note, having a live show, having a show, having a podcast, period. What I so appreciate and enjoy is that our shows, well, I'll speak for myself, my show is is really like an entity unto itself that I get to co-create with and collaborate with. And so it's always really cool um, that these topics will come into my awareness and the journey of bringing that show from its original sort of concept at the moment that something pops in my awareness, getting it to the point where I'm actually sharing it with you live on the air, is really quite fascinating. And it always presents to me information that is so pertinent and is right on point with things I've been asking for or curiosities that I've been exploring. So so when this topic first waved at me, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And again, not only because I just love saying those two words together, archetypes and alchemy. That's like I just I love the onomatopoeia of that, don't you? Um, you're not required to. It's, per, it's your choice. But I just think it's kind of fun. The onomatopoeia thing is really fun for me too. But it's a word thing, so, you know. Um, archetypes and alchemy. I was like, okay, I get it. And yeah, that's really cool. Now, Alchemy is one of my favorite words as well. Like, I love that word alchemy. I'm drawn to it. It's It comes up quite a bit in my conversations. Um, and one of the ways that I look at, like, this whole experiencing human thing that we do here on this planet is that that's really our our whole journey has this alchemical element to it. And the way that I look at that is really I'm, I'm applying it with regard to that that soul's journey, that awakening, that um, expanding. You know, um, I use the phrase um, to talk about our the entirety of us is, is the entirety of our existence, and we can look at that through a timeline reference. But I also typically have the sensing that we actually are, the consciousness of us, the awareness of us is so much larger 
to, to put it in a contextual word, is so much larger than what we could even imagine. And if we consider the all time is now type of uh, viewpoint or perspective, the entirety of us is actually occurring, happening, existing through all time right now. And so part of what I love to play with is sharpening our abilities to consciously play with shifting things in different parts of our existence, which we could also say might might look like changing things in different lifetimes, because it shifts the whole experience. Now, for some that might sound like a sci-fi movie, <laughs> that's okay, um, but it has been my experience that you can change the past and you can change the future. And it's not about making it show up in the history books differently. It's really about changing that energy for you. So what does that have to do with archetypes? Well, interestingly, and I would say fascinatingly, archetypes give us this way to play with this variety of energies. And I don't tend to view archetypes as a specific energetic frequency because it, we can experience those energies and play with those energies in different mediums, in different forms, in different applications. So the archetypal, the, the archetype itself is, we could look at that as it's its own energy. It's not a high vibe or a low vibe. It really depends on how we approach it, how we apply it, how we play with it. So now we refer to the Jungian uh, format for some, just really just for some reference, um, because we don't have, this is not a weekend workshop, so we're not going to go in depth with each of these archetypes. But Jung put together 12, and it was the 12, if I'm recalling this correctly, the 12 that he kind of um, saw, um, 12 universal mythic characters um, within our collective unconscious, that reside within our collective unconscious, actually. And he was kind of bringing this together as the 12 primary types that represent the range of basic human motivation. Okay? So that sort of sets the stage in, in the archetypal thing here for today's conversation. Um, and it's quite, it's really fascinating, and it's actually pretty cool that that he did this. Um, so there are, if you look on this on this um, chart that represents the twelve, you'll see things like caregiver, ruler, artist, innocent, sage, explorer, outlaw, magician, hero, lover, jester, and everyman. And so each of these is an archetype. And now, he's done this interesting system because he's also using like these, uh, oh gosh, the four primary, oh, what did he call those? What did he call those? The four primary, uh, the four or orientations, 
okay, which he described as ego, order, social, and freedom. Now, again, it's not a weekend workshop. We're not going to go into detail about it. You can just Google Jungian archetypes and a whole lot of stuff will come up, and it's pretty cool. So, but these 12 give us some, some meat and potatoes to play with for today. Um, so we're going to dive into that a good little bit more. Uh, but first, uh, it really feels like a good place to just take a little break, take a breath, prepare <laughs> to play with some different energies, um, which we're going to do when we get back. So you're here with me, Keisha Clark, on Aligning Divine. We're on the Inspired Choices Network or whatever platform really works for you all around the virtual universe. And we will be back in just a few moments. <laughs> Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Welcome back and forward to the next segment here today of Aligning Divine. We are playing with archetypes and alchemy. Hmm. I think that could that could probably be a series. Wouldn't it be fun to like really start to to dive into some of these archetypes and feel the juiciness of that and play with them in different ways? So uh, for today, however, we could call this the appetizer. <laughs> We're playing with these energies of archetypes. Now, if you will just bring this forward into this segment. So one of the pieces here is that archetype, the word itself, is actually referring to the original from which copies are made. So it doesn't mean a specific, we don't have to name that archetype, okay? It's just uh, an original energy in this case, in today's conversation. And that took me into Jung's work of the, his 12 archetypes uh, representing the universal themes, the universal personality characteristics. So 
we're going to play with uh, a few of those a little bit more because that's really one of the invitations of this conversation today is looking at archetypes in a, a slightly different way. Um, rather than just seeing them as representing a way we could behave or a character we might play, um, I know they often get sort of categorized in that way. Um, the way I see it is that archetypes are a way that we can actually play with these various universal themes. Now, I think a lot of the conversations around archetypes are like, what is your dominant archetype? What um, what archetype would you be? Or like, what is your money archetype? What is your business archetype? Um, which all are really fun and fascinating to play with. And they tend to, many of those conversations tend to come from like, what are you already? And what I would like to, to do today is go a little bit beyond that and really look at the choice that we have to play with these archetypal energies, or we could say the energies of these archetypes. Because um, that's part of how we can get out of our comfort zone. And what I notice about looking at these themes and playing with these themes is you can try these things on for size and you will notice some things occur for you, for each of us. We will notice some things. So if we look at the um, the archetypal, uh, the wheel, I'll call it the wheel, <laughs> the wheel of archetypes, um, of Jung's 12 archetypes. So let's just take, uh, for example, the lover as one of our examples today. Um, the lover is, um, first of all, like, as I was talking about earlier, it's just really the word archetype is talking about the original from which copies are made. So the lover in and as and of itself is not necessarily a good or bad archetype, right? Do you do you get that? And so it's interesting that when I say the word lover, when you hear the word lover, there's already some of these things that we attach to that that are probably percolating or bubbling a little bit in your awareness or in your brain. Um, so using the example of a lover, what first of all, look at what does that mean to you? Now, I just happen to have uh, some information pulled up. So <laughs> um, according to some of the information looking at it, the Jungian approach, um, the lover's motto, you're the only one. The core desire is intimacy and experience. The goal is being in a relationship with the people, work, and surroundings they love. Their greatest fear is being alone, being a wallflower, being unwanted or unloved. The strategy to become more and more physically and emotionally attractive, uh, whatever that means. <laughs> it can mean anything to you. The weakness, outward-directed desire to please others at the risk of losing own identity. I'm sure none of you have ever done that. The talent, passion, gratitude, appreciation, and commitment. The lover is also known as the partner, friend, intimate, enthusiast, sensualist, the spouse, or team builder. So 
this illustrates a bit of what I'm talking about today, is that you can put these particular characteristics with this energy, okay? And I do think it's really cool that uh, that piece is also in here about the lover is also known as partner, friend, intimate, enthusiast, sensualist, spouse, team builder. How many, how many ways can we really play with this energy? And so my, the first really question of it is, are you, would you be willing to play with this? And you don't have to play with these archetypes in the way that they are written about in this particular reference material I'm using. You can actually play with what is the lover to you. So you can look at things like, what has my experience with lovers been? What kind of lovers have I been drawn to? And then you can also look at what kind of a lover have I been? And what kind of a lover would I like to be? I would think, I mean, I'm, I kind of have this sensing that a lot of us think we really want to be these amazing lovers. We want to sort of be able to fulfill our partner's desires. And we want to be able to keep them satisfied, as it were, whatever that means. Okay? And so what is this doing? It's bringing up some question marks. It's bringing up some, possibly some awarenesses already. And in playing with these archetypal themes, inevitably, you're going to find some places where you are having resistance. Because for some people, the lover archetype is like a closed door. It's like, oh, do not enter. We're not going there. No, pick another one. <laughs> so just, just looking at the names of these archetypes to begin with can bring you some awareness already. Because if you have resistance, for example, to the lover archetype, there's some information behind that door, right? And as we've been sharing in these last few conversations in particular, everything is information. And part of what we're playing with in, in the way we play on Aligning Divine, in the way I play in my life and in my work, is that when we can notice where the charges are, where the little, little pieces fluoresce to get our attention in the energy, there's information for us there. So when you have resistance to something, that's an indicator. We've got some information here. Does it mean we have to talk about it forever? No, not necessarily. We can just acknowledge, oh, hmm, I had some resistance there. Okay, apparently there's something else for me to be aware of. So right here, using the example of the lover, whatever that brings up for you, if it's bringing something up for you that, is, that you notice a resistance to, or if you're having a resistance even to that word, a tool that you could play with, a way that you could play with that is, okay, acknowledge, hmm, I'm having some resistance to that. Okay, what else could I be aware of about this? Hmm, what is that resistance about? Hmm, if I wasn't resisting it, what else could I be aware of? Huh, what do I know about the energy of the lover that I have not acknowledged? And, or, you could also ask, am I willing to 
be a lover? Am I willing to receive a lover? Hmm. What would the energy of the lover contribute to my life or my body? Now, in the course of playing with these questions, one of them, at least, is very likely to create this little ripple in your universe. And that is where you want to then follow the energy to. That is where you're going to gain some more insight and awareness, when you follow that cue, okay? So, maybe if we play with a different archetypal example, hello, my beautiful Lara. <laughs> we have some friends popping into the chat, yay. Um, another popular one, I think, is the artist. So, the artist, now, I think, you know, we have lots of, uh, sort of characteristics of the artist. And uh, it's also called the creator. Um, what does that word bring up? And I also invite you to notice, if you have archetypal words, the, the names, if you have the ones that you would rather be and the ones that you would rather not be, because that's going to be an indicator right there, right? So firstly, I would invite you to pull up some information about this, these archetypes. And you can start with the Jungian uh, archetypes because it's a nice set to play with. Um, you can probably look up all different kinds of archetypal uh, categories and names. Uh, I know that I studied for a short time the work of Carolyn Mace when she was working with archetypes. I believe that was connected to her sacred contracts work and um, it's been quite a few years since I've played with that but she did an amazing job of breaking archetypes into even further categories and there were all kinds of archetypes within those uh, categories and it was a lot of fun to just look at how many archetypal themes there are so first of all let yourself have a way to just look at these energies, these, these different, what these names represent to you, okay? Um, and then I would enthusiastically suggest <laughs> that you maybe do something like look up the etymology of what that archetype is. Look up the essence, the energy of that word, and see what that stirs up in your, in your world or in your awareness. Because Really, the big invitation that I see with archetypes is for us to shift out of just the default archetypal themes that we carry around and play with and really shift into a conscious experimenting with those energies. And why would we do that? That is one of the ways that I see that we can actually actively, consciously, cognitively play with our spiritual, our, our, it's really the alchemy of our embodiment. And embodiment can be our alchemy. And in the way that I'm applying the terms here, I'm talking about alchemy as that process of transmuting. How much um, trauma are you aware that you have brought 
from what we would call other lifetimes. Hmm. That that feels like a feels like a pretty good bit. Yeah. And without going into all of the information about like how we can even do that because there is some really cool stuff about that in in the way that I've experienced the information that I've gotten. Just how aware are you of the trauma or the effects of the trauma? Did you show up in this incarnation with a fear of something in particular? That would be a place that we would look at this in this way. Okay? Did you show up with, uh, like, do you have a savant capacity? (laughs) You know? Are you Rain Man with money or music or cooking, right? So these, and again, because we can apply apply these in any way. We can apply them in the direction of where we might have a resistance or a limitation, and we can apply them in the direction of where capacities are showing up that might just be like off the charts for us, right? These archetypal themes, are ways that we can play with trying these different energies on for size. That's one way of saying it. Another way that I would say it is we can play with bringing these energies to more of our cognitive awareness, our consciously cognitive awareness of how we can actually use them to our advantage. So the artist, Are there places in your life, are there aspects of your life that you don't feel as confident to execute a task? So maybe in your job. That could be a place I think a lot of us might have some bumpiness. Let's say in your job, it's just really a challenge for you to feel like a part of the team, to... Uh, you might feel like every time you make a suggestion, it's shot down. Um, one of the things that, one of the ways you could play with what we're talking about is using the artist archetype as an example. Is if you would start asking the energy of the artist, and what you're doing is you're asking the the original theme, that essence of that theme of artist or creator, ding, 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 we're just going to put a pin in that. You're asking that original, that essential energy or essence of that energy to be brought forward or brought up or brought into your cognitive awareness. And then we would we would ask, okay, so what is that for you? The way those energies sift and sort through your points of view and your life experience and your body and your, you know, I mean, it's relative to what you're willing and how much you're willing to play with it, yes. And when we start asking those energies to to percolate and permeate your world and your life and your body, there's going to be some shifting that goes on as the energy of this artist archetype starts to activate even more for you. And you can play with specific questions like, how can I utilize this in my work 
in a way to create greater enjoyment in my work or with my work. And I would just ask you to be conscientious about what you're asking because it's not so much that you want to ask how can you use it to exclude anyone or anything. It's more of an approach or the perspective of how can I use this energy to have more confidence in my work, to have greater communication of my work, to create uh, a, a more joy in my working relationships. So if you're getting that essence of creation and creativity, being the creator, being able to bring energies together and create, you're going to have, you're going to start to have entirely new experiences in your work. How cool is that? Now, you may bump into a bit of a few speed bumps because, yes, it's also going to bring up the things, the places and the things that you're having resistance with and to because those are the things that are going to be creating those blocks for you. So, again, that goes into what we were talking about. It's the information. When you find the places that you have the resistance, that's the information of, oh, I'm getting hung up here. Oh, oh, I... I'm, for some reason, making this X person smarter than me. So when I'm in the room with them, I'm automatically defaulting into this energy characteristic that really doesn't feel good. It's not fun for me. And it perpetuates this negative or unpleasant experience. So if you adhere or pay attention to the information that when that resistance comes up, you get into the awareness that that information can bring you, then you can shift something with that. You can make a different choice. You can make a much more conscious and cognitive choice and try that energy on for size. So how could you allow the energy of that artist archetype to express more freely and more joyfully in your work? That might be a question you could play with. If you didn't play with any other question about that archetype, if you even want to play with that archetype, right? <sighs> I know today's this is really interesting because this is kind of like a session in a way. So uh, play with this in whatever way and to whatever extent you desire to play with it. And that's a fun thing about the archetypal thing. The this whole deal with archetypes is that when you tap these energies, you're going to create change. And the more willing we are to allow ourselves to play with it, the more change becomes possible simply by the nature of what we're choosing. I love that that is because that's the nature of energy. It responds. That's what it does. How cool is that? <laughs> so um, we're kind of at a point, let's, it's a good breathing spot. Let's just let some of this soak in. If you want to play with, uh, you know, a, a little archetypal something over the break, I invite you to do so. When? And uh, when we return, I want to um, see if we can wrap this up in a way that <laughs> we might have to continue the conversation. But I want to get into some of this alchemy and some of this consciously choosing, um, really getting into this empowered place of playing with this. So, and allowing it to empower us because, you know, 
that could be a cool thing. So uh, here we are on Aligning Divine. I'm Keisha Clark. We're on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm so appreciating your being here for today, and I look forward to playing with you more after these words. (laughs) Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. Welcome back as we move forward into today's last segment of Aligning Divine. Holy moly, I I think I bit off a big old piece here with this topic. (laughs) This could be fun to do as a weekend workshop, and this is probably why people do these as weekend and week-long workshops um, and seminars and all of that. So how does it get even awesomer? So we are playing with archetypes and alchemy today. And if it's your, if you're just joining us uh, during the live show, I invite you to check out the podcast once we're done. Um, there's a lot to unpack with this, and there's going to be even more beyond this. And so, again, these conversations really are the invitation to start playing with things. This is, I'm not going to tell you how to do something or that you have to do something. This is really a way that I get to play with just inviting you inviting you and and showing you some things. And if they're appealing, then you get to run with that uh, in your own time and in your own way. So, and that being said, uh, if ever there is any part of what we're talking about that pops for you to explore even more and you would like to do that in private session, I am completely and joyfully available for that work as well. And you can find more information about that on my website, KeishaClark.live. That link is just right here on this podcast page. All you got to do is scroll and click or tap, depending on the device you're on, and you're good to go. So let's see if we can bring this home whew, for today, just to get us to a, a, a sitting point. It doesn't have to be a stopping point, but perhaps a sitting point. Um, so this whole thing about the archetypes, Every there's there's a lot of story. There's a lot of um, oh gosh, a lot of interesting perspective of archetype, and it's it's typically we approach archetypal work from the perspective of what archetype are we? And while there's great value in looking at okay, what are the archetypal themes that have been showing up so far? Today's conversation really where I want to kind of point us to is starting to play with huh, how can I play with these archetypal themes? these different archetypal energies to 
to grow me, to stretch me, to explore and experiment and really start to get a greater sense of these different kinds of energies, these different flavors of energies. And so it's it's not about that our these archetypes become our alter egos, although that's a way that we can play with them. Um, and again, it is not, we're, we're not in any way, I'm not in any way saying that there are good archetypes and bad archetypes because I see, I see that in some of the subtext of things that are out there and that's, that's one way you can play with it. However, uh, you can be using the energy of the archetype of the executioner and it can be for something completely generative and expansive. So really what this invitation is pointing us to today is allowing yourselves, allowing ourselves to explore the varieties of energies that are possible. So when you when you kind of lean into the energy or choose into the energy of the lover, how does that feel? What do you notice? What does it what perspective does it take you to or what does it bring up for you? When you lean in or choose into the archetype of the the artist, what does that like what comes up automatically with that? And yes, some of that is going to be things that you learn to think about those words and those energies. And you can get beyond that. It's just a matter of refocusing. And you can actually start to get into what your awareness is of those energies and with those energies. So learning to allow them to show up and really developing your own confidence that you can have all of these energies on tap and you can call them forward, call them in, or simply activate them at whatever moment's notice that you require them. So it's like having them on tap to show up in the appropriate moment. Now, are they showing up and you're having to take a back seat? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you bringing the expression of you through some of these universal themes when that essence is required to change or shift or or address the energy that you are being faced with, that you are in the middle of. Now, that is where we are transmuting, or that's one of the places that we are transmuting because we're calling the energy up that is appropriate, and what that does is it shifts the energy that is that is occurring, the, the energy that's being activated. Now, we could call that being present in the moment. We could call that standing in your power. We could call that being all, being the energy that is required. But a way to play with that, in how I'm just offering this to you today, a way to play with that is to utilize these archetypes, these universal themes, these originals or these essences that we have available to us, utilizing, bringing that up in your energy to help you have a sense of how that can work for you. Because that is where we are then allowing ourselves to participate in the changing of the energy, whether that's for us or anything else or anyone else. Really, we we work from us first because 
it's that whole put your oxygen mask on before you do anything else. Um, so that is where we get to that magic, guys. And that is really where um, <laughs> so much more of us can show up. So we can use this in any relationship. We can use this at any time we desire. And again, the target is really to get to the space and the, and the awareness that you have these energies at your disposal every moment of every day. And when you're willing to use these energies to your advantage, you are actually creating something dynamically different for not only you, but everyone who is, is being uh, influenced or touched by that experience. So how cool is that? Because that is part of that alchemy. That's part of that transmuting by the nature of the energy that you are adding to the experience. It is alchemizing to that, to that energy. And we want the alchemy rather than the amalgamation. <laughs> because amalgamation is when a bunch of energies come together and glom together. And that, makes, that can very much make things a whole lot less fun. So I know we've just kind of gotten into the meat of some of that. And we are at the end of today's show. So again, if you want to have more conversation about this, reach out. I'm just a click or a call or a text message away or messenger message away. Um, and I, I'm happy to explore this more and play with this for how it can really work for you specifically because it is all about having the joy of lining up with your essence, your essence, and living it every day. So thank you so much for coming to play today, for hanging in here with me, and for being willing to choose something um, more and different and even perhaps bigger than what you've chosen before. I sincerely desire you get to have some fun with these archetypes and uh, trying them on for size and even allowing them to become part of your toolkit. And uh, regardless, um, I am waving my pom-poms for you to have a fantastic week of lining up with your essence and living it every day. And we will see you next week again on Aligning Divine. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and living it.